Welcome to Library Media Chatter, the podcast that is thankful for so many things. I'm Dan, and with me as always is Greg. Greg, this is our November episode. That makes me think it's our Thanksgiving episode, which means I need to know, what are you thankful for? Uh, Well, Dan, I am thankful for our uh, passionate listeners who have written in (laughs) and joined us in this podcast, all two of them. Yes. Yeah. The two people that we are positive have listened at some point. And actually my mom, because number three, she told me you have a great personality. Yep. So... I'm very thankful that I have the the best personality for podcasting and a great face for radio. I knew you were going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's why we do this as an audio only feed. Yeah. Well, I'd have Mm -hmm. to cut my image and just let people bask in your glow, Greg. What does that mean? I don't know. What are you thankful for? I am thankful, uh, obviously, for my family and all of that stuff, but podcast specific. Yeah, uh, I am thankful for uh, the books that I've been reading this year. I feel like I've hit some good ones. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like we've had some good conversations. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I am hopeful that that will continue, uh, at least in this episode. Yeah, I can't. I can't we've wish for too much beyond one more that. <laughs> in us. Yeah, I think. I think this might be it. <laughs> Uh, and as far as good conversations, not podcasts, we will continue oh, the okay. podcast regardless of the quality. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, you know, speaking of, of books to be thankful for, Craig, what are you reading? Oh my gosh. I'm reading all systems read by Martha Wells. And if you are not familiar with this, that's okay. It, um, is a sci-fi book that came out, I think in 2017, it won like every major sci-fi award between 2017 and 2018. And it is fantastic it's like 145 pages um the main character's only name is Murderbot, and Murderbot is a murder bot who has broken her dis- disabled i shouldn't say her disabled their governor module right the thing that makes them obey commands and just loves junk tv and that's Murderbot in a nutshell and Murderbot has to of course save the scientists that she I don't know why I think of Murderbot as a she, but Murderbot has to save the scientists they have been assigned to protect. It is so good. You could read it in a day or two. Great fit for your library. It's a series. There are, I think, four novellas. That The first one's a novella. Four novellas and then a full-length novel and maybe one more coming out. And it's just, it's well-written. It's clean. It is just, it, I was like so happy I found it because it was like, it's when that feeling when you stumble on something new and you're like, yes, yeah. and there's more of it. So, oh, murder okay. about and their junk TV obsession. So I, I have a few thoughts and a question. Okay. Um, I was about to say you had me at 145 pages. <laughs> and then you said the main character's name is Murderbot. Yeah. So I had to change that, that you had me at Murderbot. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. And you said it was clean. Yeah. Do you mean like the story is just like well contained and and well written, or do you mean clean like you don't have anything to worry about putting it in your library? There's nothing Both. that people are okay. Both. Okay. Yeah. Even the I mean, even the violence for Murderbot is primarily either off the page or against other machines, and so there's not kind of the gore level that you might worry yeah. about. I've only read the first one, but the first one is just so good. Like I would love to get it for our library. I think it was. 
I think it's fantastic. Very cool. Well, I am yeah. I am immediately bumping that up to the top of my read next list because that's so fun. Sounds yeah. awesome. I like yeah. and that it's 145 pages. Like yeah. this is not yeah. an assignment. This yeah. is something that I can knock out. And exactly. you could you could sell that to kids, right? That yes. This is not you don't have to carry this around for the next four months. Right. You can read it and bring it back to me in a week and go, that was awesome. Do you have the other ones? Exactly. Oh, that's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What are you reading? Um, I am in the middle of a book called Unrig, How to Fix Our Broken Democracy by Daniel G. Newman with art by George O'Connor. Yes, you heard me correctly. Art again. This is becoming Dan's graphic novel <laughs> corner. Um, this I have is, seen this book and yeah. it looks awesome. I've not read it yet. It's very cool. I'm holding it up for Greg, even though he yes. said that he's already seen it. Now he's looking right at it again. Yeah. Uh, it's part of a series called World Citizen Comics uh, that has, I think there's four others currently in the line. Um, what Unites Us, Reconstitutions, um, Why the People, <laughs> and fault li- a graphic version of Fault Lines in the Constitution. And all of these are kind of, if, if you couldn't tell from the titles, uh, they are kind of civics oriented. How do you interact with government? How, how do the people do things? It is targeted to uh, a young adult audience. I'm very much enjoying it. It's, it's well drawn. It's like they do. And I'm glad that it's a graphic format because they're playing yeah. with it. Well, <clears throat> it's not just, well, it's technically a graphic novel, but it could have just been a book and you would have been fine with it. Uh, the use of graphics ha- is a plus in this one. And it's exactly what it says it is. It is a book by someone who believes that things are broken in our government. Mm-hmm. And here's things that we think you could do to fix it. And I that second half of what I just said, I'm really enjoying about it is that it's oh, not cool. just doesn't all of this stuff suck right like isn't the government terrible and just listing things that make the current situation bad it is very much like here's a problem that i see with elections with like lobbyists with the way that money plays a role in democracy okay yes this is a problem i believe this is a problem okay here are things that have been done and how they work that can make things cleaner, can make things uh, more citizen focused and less corporate focused. That for me was a big win. So, okay, a couple of thoughts. One mm-hmm. is when I read like an editorial or an op-ed piece, I tend to t- try to read the ones that offer kind of what you're describing, either one solution or various solutions and talk about, you know, so like that's what you first made me think of with this. And that sounds really appealing. You said it's in the same series as the what unites us is that the dan rather Uh, i believe that's the dan rather one yeah so that one was a book book before it was a graphic novel i think yeah is Uh, that true of the other books in this i don't know um i know fault lines in the constitution was a book okay uh, just a non-graphic regular non-fiction book book Uh, is the phrase you're looking yes sorry not one of these funny pages exactly funny Um, pages Is that not what you guys called it when you were at the comic strips in the newspaper? Yeah, it was back yeah. in the 1940s. That's there what we called it. <laughs> the funnies. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if they are all that way. I'm not. I'm looking at the thing. I don't. I don't know. 
Okay. Um, I know that I knew hey, that a couple of those were. That'll be a little treat that for anybody adaptations. who comes back for next episode. They can find yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, they could use the internet. No. I could use it right no. now, but no. I'm not going to. Maybe no. that'll be an update. It's called a cliffhanger, yeah. folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first one of these that I've read. Uh, we have all of them <clears throat> so far at one of my okay. libraries. Okay. They all looked really interesting. And this was just the one that I picked up. Right now, there's five. Okay. My assumption is that they'll do more. Um, and they're they're really like, I don't mean to be that guy, but they are handsome books on your shelves. Yeah. The spines yeah, the look Dan Rather good. one is for sure. It, yeah. Like the covers are well done and they all kind of fit the same style, but then each of them have a different color spine, but they line up. Oh, it's just, it's mm -hmm. a good look. Yeah, it is. It'll, I agree. It'll brighten things up on your shelves. All right. So that's what we're reading. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and be right back. This episode is brought to you by the Dewey Decimal number 394, which means it's time for the favorite game of turkeys who have received presidential pardons. <laughs> Do we know our Dewey? I'm going to name books with call numbers that start with 394, and Greg is going to guess what that section is all about. Greg, are you ready? I'm ready. Highlights from this Dewey number include Andrew Zimmern's Bizarre World of Foods, Brains, Bugs, and Blood Sausage by Andrew Zimmern. Traditional Festivals, a Multicultural Encyclopedia by Christian Roy. The Physics of Christmas, from the Aerodynamics of Reindeer to the Thermodynamics of Turkey by Roger Highfield. And the Holidays and Celebrations series by various authors. By various authors. Well, I like that Andrew Zimmern got his name in there twice. That was yeah. really well done. That's <clears throat> a guy who knows what sells. Yeah. Greg? Oh, boy. What's the theme here? Well, festivals, Christmas, holidays, th those stood out to me. So I want to say it's something about <clears throat> holidays around the world. But that Zimmern one. I know. That yeah. one really throws me. Yeah. What about, and so we're talking about 300, which is like social thing, social sciences kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What about culture and traditions? It's not bad. Yeah, it's not yeah. great though. No, it's not bad. It's uh in the the wording of things, it is mm. referred to the 394s are general customs. General customs. Yes. Okay. Uh, who was my favorite uh World War II general? Very unsung. He's one of the yeah. best. Um what I found really interesting, there's a a site that I found. It's a it's a university's uh library program, I'm assuming, and they've got these PDFs for each of the hundreds. Oh yeah. And it like I found this the other week and I spent probably 30 minutes just clicking through and scrolling like, "Oh, that's oh, really cool. interesting." But each PDF, the one for the 300s is legitimately 200 and something pages long <laughs> because there's so many nuances in there. Yeah. And in their explanation of general customs, they talk about food and whatever, but the first thing, it's this long list of kind of the general things that you're going to find here. And the yeah. first one that it mentioned was kissing. Ah! And the last one in this list uh, was cannibalism. Oh! <laughs> so I thought, really, like, you're covering everything there when you go yeah. from kissing to cannibalism. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do we really put it together on that one? I feel like that's going to be the title of a book at some point, from kissing to cannibalism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If not already the title yeah. of the book, yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably right. the title of this episode. <laughs> but you'll know before we know. So enjoy that one. 
And thanks to Dewey number 394 for sponsoring this episode. Yes. Okay, welcome back. We have arrived at everyone's favorite part of the podcast, the what are you doing section. So I'm going to ask Dan, Dan, what are you doing? Greg, we're on a podcast. (laughs) And what I've been doing uh, is listening to and appearing on another podcast. I'm not cheating on this podcast. I'm just using other podcasts to benefit our own listenership <laughs> i assume i didn't tell them that was why i was there uh but a, an educator friend of mine started a podcast with some other educators called where the whiteboards are okay. and i was at a leadership conference a, a leadership advice student council advisors conference in the last week or so and he came up and recorded some segments or some potential episodes um based around student leadership and whatever uh, with those advisors. So I was on, we recorded twice and I don't know if those will be out in the next decade because they are better than us at recording. But I also found some ideas that I want to steal to bring to our podcast, nice. which I'm really excited it. about. Uh, yeah. So they are, they did a series of podcast episodes with librarians about stuff that's going on in libraries right now uh, that I was not invited to be a part of, which is Uh probably the right choice uh, (laughs) as we're thinking about it. And those of you that are listening know that they've made the the correct choice. The first one just went up the other day and uh, they're, I think that he said it was going to be maybe three in a row or three Mm. kind of in a small amount of time that are all kind of library focused so that's where the whiteboards are. Check it out. Uh, it's it's fun. It's interesting. And again, they have some segments that we're going to steal that you can all pretend we came up with. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So, Greg, what are you doing? Well, this is, in classic Greg fashion, not something I'm doing. It's something, Mar- <laughs> it's something Margaret's doing. But it is very cool, and I like it, so I'm going to talk about it. So Margaret and our library assistant, Jessica, have been working really hard on these lit loot boxes. And the general idea behind them is that they are a subscription box service. So kind of like what you would do with um, Stitch Fix or BarkBox or any of those millions of... There's one for ice cream, which I'm real interested in. Yeah. Yeah. So, and what happened, the way it works is... We invested some money, not actually too much. Uh, I I didn't. I thought it was a very reasonable amount in buying some boxes that we will reuse because the kids return the box. Okay. And then in buying, we call it swag. So some little toys that are themed each month with the box. So then we also got. Uh, okay, so once we had that stuff, Margaret sent out a form asking people to sign up. You know, if they were interested, they picked the months that they were interested in receiving a box, which she has a theme for each one. So, okay. you know, October was mystery and horror, November is science fiction and fantasy, February is romance, oh, cool. romance yeah, and relationships. Yeah. Okay. So then she asked them to list some books or TV shows that they have enjoyed recently. And so once we had all that, we started putting together these boxes. We had some leftover candy. So we put that in there. We put, like the swag was, there was like a little magnifying glass for the mystery. There was like a little invisible ink thing. There was, uh, 
I know there was a there were oh a little Rubik's cube. Okay. And then we picked a couple books from our library that we thought went along with what they told us. You know, so these were curated and individualized for each student. And at the end of the month, they you know they get the box and then they have to bring back the box and the two books. Um, okay. And they get to keep the toys and the candy. Presumably, the candy is eaten. <laughs> I can't verify that. Sure. No, yeah. we don't ask any questions. Yeah, we and then Margaret got some feedback. So our first month was October. We kind of launched it with Teentober. Um, and she's been getting feedback from students. And really, it's been a big success. Now, we had one girl immediately lose her box. So then she's has to pay for two library books, you know, because they're lost. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. But, you know, that can... <laughs> Well, it was a mystery yeah. thing. So it was yeah. the mystery is where did your box go? <laughs> so um, anyway, yeah, it's been great. And again, I have to really give credit where credit is due. This is really Margaret's initiative, and it's been awesome to see kids. They're getting they're excited. The kids who didn't sign up, you know, noticed when these other kids got theirs, and then they signed up. So it's been great. So is this a because this costs a little bit of money to do? Yes. I think Are, like a little setup money and then a little bit for the swag. Yeah. Okay. So when students subscribe and I'm using air quotes that you can't see, well, Greg can see, but I could see them, the yeah. listener can't. <laughs> um, are they, is there any kind of fee on their end or no, we decided just like to I'm use, interested? Yeah. So we still have, even though I don't know if we've talked about this, I can't remember. We did away with late finds. We still yeah. have lost book finds, but sure. We still have some activity money from those fines over the years. So yep. that's what we're using this on. There's no fee. Um, <clears throat> and is every think... month you're going to have one kid lose their stuff so that you can <laughs> afford to exactly. continue the program? I, was, I just took it from that girl because <laughs> I needed that money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Um, no, I, I think that's a great idea. To steal the books from children and yeah. have that. Yep. No, I mean, I don't think it's a ton of money. And certainly you could always lower your costs by not doing the swag, right? By just okay. doing a couple books. Sure. I mean, then you would have to pay. For, you still have to pay for the boxes, but that's pretty minimal. Yeah. So. No, that's a cool idea, though. That And and a way to, to get those kids that are already interested, that kind of extra yeah. something for like way to be a cool reader that you're yeah. on top of this stuff and maybe get the attention, like you said, of those kids that are not necessarily there yet, but are like, wait a right. minute. Right. I'm into getting stuff. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. the sweetest magnifying glass I've seen in a long <laughs> yeah, time. Exactly. That's very cool. I, we'll see how it goes, but I'm excited with how the first month went. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Again, well, Margaret, but I'm stealing it for this podcast. No, so. so, so what I heard was Greg has this cool idea about yeah, loot, right. loot boxes that if you are interested, uh -huh, yeah. send, send an yeah. email. Library media chatter at gmail. We have to redact. There's just gonna be like long silences. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Very cool. Um, well, if you ever did a nonfiction lit loot box, you could include this month's reader's nook choice i could, could i could that's could. a true statement yep that's called the segue ladies and gentlemen enjoy yes yeah so this in month industry <laughs> in the library centric podcast industry uh this month's reader's nook is determined to stay 
Palestinian Youth Fight for Their Village by Jody Sokolower. Yeah, I'm going to say. I wasn't sure how to say it either. Yeah. Jody S. You know who you are, Jody. This one goes out to Jody S. Jody S. So uh, I'm going to read a brief description and then we will uh, see what Greg thought. If he even bothered reading this one. Right. (laughs) As Silwani youth and community members share their lives with us, their village becomes an easily accessible way to understand Palestinian history and current reality. Written with young people in mind, the richly illustrated text stresses connections between the lives of youth in the U.S. and Palestine, criminalization of youth, forced relocation, the impact of colonialism on indigenous communities, efforts to bury history, and inspiring examples of resistance and resilience. Greg? What did you think about Determined to Stay? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I was not a huge fan of this one. Um, it, it, in part, it just, I, I really had a hard time imagining who the kid is that's going to read this. Um, sure. <clears throat> and it also just felt so niche. Like, it, it it's not only, I mean, it, it's one thing to have the focus be you know, about the youth of this Palestinian village, right? That That is niche in a way that I found interesting. Yeah. It was kind of like a compounded narrowing of the focus, though, by then telling that story through, especially the indigenous youth lens in the United States. And yeah. I just kept thinking, I, I understood why, like I understood the parallels being drawn, but to me, it just narrowed the range of people that are going to read this even further. I, and that could just be me. And so yeah. what did you think? No, I, I think you're spot on uh, with a lot of that. I I thought it was interesting. It's an area that I don't know much about. And I don't just mean like geographically, although same. also no, geographically. I, but same, same here. So I was having read it. I feel like that was a good thing that now I know more about it. Mm-hmm. But I did have that same thought while I was reading that I'm just not sure who in particular I'm selling this to. Um, and then I started trying to think about, are there other books like this mm-hmm. that I can group with it that I could like? So it's not just this book, but mm-hmm. OK, if you're interested in this one, then maybe there's that one. Um, one of the dogwoods from this year that we have not yet talked about is in the name of Emmett Till mm-hmm. that it looks at uh, the civil rights era um, through telling the stories of people, like young people, youth in the South that uh, maybe have not been uh, sung about as much. So yeah. we don't have as much about. And some of those were very like in this little community, here was the thing that they did. And in this, whatever. Yeah. So, it reminded me of that a little bit in that you're getting this story about things that you don't necessarily know about. Maybe, you know, bigger picture ideas about it. If you were putting together a display or something for a social studies teacher on uh, resistance, civil resistance, yeah, that this would be one that you could include along with some of the other dogwoods from this year and previous years and any number of other you did like you're aware of other books like that yeah uh, what can youth do 
but I don't know. I, I felt like it was a little too author centered at times. Uh-huh. Uh, and the author is not a young person or a Palestinian person. Yeah. yeah. Which if it was, then the book probably doesn't get published. Right. That they're like, that's right. not somebody who's writing a book for an American audience. And right. so you would lose some of that, that might've sold publishers on it. I don't know. I, I am glad that I read it because now I feel like I have a better understanding of two sides to an issue and an area of the world that I feel like for the most part, I've probably only been informed on one side of. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's a plus, but I don't know if that's the way that you can sell that to your students. I don't know. Well, yeah. And I also, I mean, I just kept coming back to not really even understand, not not understanding, but just feeling, I guess, put off by some of the arbitrary things that she had chosen to focus on. I don't know how else to say it. It was just, it was not the right book for me is all I, all I can yeah. say about this one. And um, I'm not even sure that I would really recommend it um, as a library purchase, unless you're determined to collect all the dogwoods. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm being too much of a downer on this one. No, I think if some books are going to hit us more positively than others, and this was one that clearly <laughs> did not hit us <laughs> in the right way. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's a lot of equivocating on my part. Well, that's all we can say. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was yeah, a tough one. I just I really just don't know what to say about it. Yeah. So, if you read it and you have a different reaction, please write in and let us know um, how you see this book fitting in or what uh, in what ways you might consider using this one in your library, because I'd be interested to know for sure. Um, send us an email to librarymediachatter at gmail.com because we're clearly struggling on this one. And hey, we'll know. talk about you forever. I yeah. mean, again, yeah. this is your chance to get fame. Yeah. Oh, capital F fame. This yeah. is the real deal for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. Let's take another commercial break and then come back and wrap things up in a moment. This episode of Library Media Chatter is brought to you by a public service announcement from Construction Paper Hand Turkeys. It's no wonder so many pilgrims in the Plymouth Colony died that first year. No matter how realistic they look, they have no real nutritional value. Construction Paper Hand Turkeys... <laughs> Please don't eat us. Welcome back to the podcast. We wanted to remind you before we wrapped up that there is still a chance to win free episode downloads for life. Just send us a picture of your amazing library Halloween co- costumes to librarymediachatter at gmail.com. Wow. We will announce winners in the December episode. Wow. There's still time. We are pulling out all the stops for this yeah. one. You will receive the library media chatter equivalent of a lit loot box <laughs> that includes <laughs> none of those three words are part of the prize. Just enjoy. Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. All right. We have enough time for what's next where we highlight a new book we are excited about but have not yet read a quick uh, mention of some previous highlights. Uh, Dane, who had written in previously, wrote in again to let us know that he read The Three Mothers, 
that was mentioned a few months yeah. ago, I believe. I think that was yours that you talked about that, right? It was a little while ago, yeah. And he said it was quite good. Uh, so if you haven't read it yet, why? Why haven't you done that? <laughs> uh, and I read my last one, which is the comic book history of professional wrestling. And if any of those words are things that you're into, you will love that book. So pick that one up as well. Oh Greg, hit us with a winner here. What's next? Well, I am, this is going to, this title will probably shock and horrify you, but I am excited to read I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> and I just realized that earlier in this episode, I said my mom listens to this. So I have to really <laughs> explain why I yep. mentioned this one. So actually, I learned about this through our book club, and we are going to read it this year with our book club. It is... From what I understand, because I have not yet read this, uh, Jeanette McCurdy is a former child TV star, a Disney star, I think, Dis like Disney Channel. And I, you know a little bit about this as well. So am I getting that right, Dan? Is yeah, that... I, I, she's somehow connected to that world. Yeah. And so it is about, from what I understand, kind of this real pageant mom type mother that she had and kind of the horrors of being a child star and I don't I, I all I know is that it has gotten tremendously good reviews, both from readers and from critics. And so I'm interested in reading it. It was one that when our kids recommended it in book club, I kind of rolled my eyes because it sounded like every other YA title that is so yeah. on the nose <laughs> that it makes you want to like crawl yeah. into a cave. But yeah. um, it actually sounds like it's going to be a good one. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, that was Greg had mentioned this uh, before we started recording that that was the book he was going to put out for this and i had two thoughts one was oh i've heard of this book uh because somebody in my library came and requested it they're like hey do you have this i really want to read it uh, mm -hmm. so that was very cool to, to mm -hmm. that's a thing that kids are calling for and not just us going hey i heard about this book and i hope kids like it but this is a book that they're actually interested in uh, yeah the other that's thought, really cool the other thought I had was like, Greg, I can't believe that you're going to say that you're glad your mom died. Um, on on the show that my yeah. mom listens to. Yeah, that's a rough one. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would not be glad if your mom died, Greg. I just want to, I don't <laughs> even know her. I just wouldn't. She, she has good taste in podcasters is all I know. Yeah. And with that, remember, read responsibly, use a bookmark. <laughs>